0: Okay, good morning. Happy Rosh Chodesh Adar. Today is Rosh Chodesh Adar number two. Hashem. The second one is usually better than the first one. Very, very powerful class today. Very, very powerful, and a very powerful meditation today. And first of all, this class is Lunish Matsyam Benema, Yerachmel Daniel Ben and the success of, and Rufush Lehm Chanabat Adel, Rav Shalom Ben Yavneh. Bezret et Hashem success and Yerushalayim b'lisheva oravak katiyav b'lisheva shevah b'lisheva Hashem looks like we're going to be on the road again. Very excited. All the vaccines are off and all the mandates are off. I guess the war came. COVID's over. I guess. Um, how convenient. Anyway, so Bezret Hashem, everything is going to be open. So. Obviously, I don't. My wife doesn't. not vaccinated. She's not into that whole uh, vaccination thing. So, she says, "Listen, once everything's clear, you can start going again." <clears throat> and obviously, I, if I, I have to win at home because if I don't win, if I win on the road and I don't win at home, nobody's winning. So it's very very important that my wife is part of this process and she's behind it. And I can't all of a sudden go speak and without her permission. I have to respect and it's Very very important. I knew that was the number one yeterhora that I was going to get in my life. But Bezrat Hashem, we're going to be on the road. I think we're planning an event in May. And God willing, also, we willing, to set up to go to L.A. Bezrat Hashem. Okay, very, very powerful class today. So yesterday, I, we did a uh, question and answer on Instagram. Um, never did it before. My wife told me to do it. Next thing you know, boom, a thousand questions all over the place. And just, I just wanted just to recognize, I should have done a class just on the questions. But a lot of the questions you could see there was a lot of a lot of fear-based. I mean, the majority of the questions were anxiety, fear-based, attachment. How do I know things are going to work out, etc. Why am I in this situation? They're just did the, the theme, the theme of the mindset. And some of them were listeners, some of them were not listeners. I, whoever wants to follow me on Instagram, it's my name, etc. And I just wanted to basically just see, I just say okay, what, what do we need to teach? on this class? What am I getting from this class? What, what am I getting? It's very important sometimes just to hear the questions. I already know what's the problem. Like we sp- many times, we know there's an attachment. When you, hear the, when you hear the question, that means there's no answer. That means there's a fear, some kind of feeling behind the question that's not being worked on. And that feeling is creating more blockages and more questions and less answers. And obviously, the solution always is to let go of the feelings behind the questions and the answers come. And I wanted to really, really say, and one of the common things is, it, it didn't seem like people believed like everything was for the best. Um, that was a common theme. Like, technically, if I believe everything was for the, is for the best, then I wouldn't be so, like, with no energy and, and feel like a nebuchadnezzar, almost like a, uh, a little bit of self-pity. And I recognize there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of pity. Um, You know, how come I'm still in this situation? How come I'm this? There's a lot of questions. And this is obviously the area that we need to really, really attack. And so we have to go back to the drawing board. And you have to understand something very important. My main goal is to bring people closer to Rabbi Nachman and Hashem, obviously, and to make people into, to strengthen people. We don't need weak people. We have enough victims out there. We don't need weak people. We need strength. We need strong people. And I'm very bothered when I don't get results uh, from, from people and, and, and it's very, very important that you guys have to literally listen to what I tell you. Listen to the classes, they work a thousand percent. I have enough experience, it works a thousand percent. But I see the, a pattern, I see a pattern that it's just becoming a little bit of a, you know, it's like reading a fitness magazine and I'm wondering why am I not, why am I not bulking up? Like, you can't just read a fitness magazine and not work out. <laughs> All of this knowledge that we're learning is all to get us to potential. Now we have to bring it into actual. That's Kabbalah 101. Potential to actual. Through actual is expression of desire and the way you express your desire and intention is you have to open up your mouth. And you have to talk. You have to talk. You can't just think. Torah without knowledge, without speech, and Torah without action is like reading a fitness magazine in a gym. All you're getting is potential. Oh, nice picture. (laughs) But there's nothing going on. And that's something that I'm very, very bothered with. And this is something, an area we really, really got to take a little bit more of a sense of urgency. That we have to turn into action. Practical things you should do. Take notes from the class. Write down the five points that you're working on. Pray. Pray about those five points. Talk about those five points with your Creator. Your main thing is your Creator wants you to speak it out. Remember the problem in in Mitzrayim, Mitzar, Garon. Everything was stuck in the neck. They had no ability to speak. If they were spoke, they were prayed, and they would have gotten out of Egypt a long time ago. But they were constricted. They were Mitzar, Garon, Mitzar, Garon, Mitzrayim. Everything was speech. The speech was stuck in the neck was stuck in the klipa. the neck is the, is the, is is where the, the klipa is. what was the tikkun? Pesach. Open your mouth. Nisan is all about pesach, opening up the mouth. The nikuda, the, the main point of Nisan coming up is speech. Talking about the talking about the victory, talking about the miracle. In other what we work on is being besimcha and dealing with our own personal doubts exiting the enemy inside, fighting a malik. But then when it comes to nisak, you're talking about liberation. What are you doing in your Passover Seder? You're talking about, you're literally, you're talking about how you were saved from your situation. Not how you're still a victim. I was, a, I was in jail, but now I'm free. So, let's, so today's book I want to t- talk about, See Thank You to See Miracles. These is what I want to talk about. I just want to talk about 12 laws, 12 laws of, of grad, 12 laws of nature that I see uh, as a pattern theme based on the questions and based on my experience, and based on my own, my own pain know areas in my life. Remember, I've already paid the price for victim mind. I was in a victim mindset many, many times. I had a two-year two year degree in victim mindset in my divorce. I've been there, I've been in the victim mindset. I know what it is, I know what it is to repeat the same thoughts over and over again. I know it's difficult, but I'm trying to explain to you the only way I got out of it is is stop being myself and became a new person. So we don't want to have different behaviors. We want to have different change. And you have to open up your mouth. The potential you're going to get here. It's like, imagine, you open up a magazine, you know everything about fitness, you know how to work out, you know everything, but you're not pulling in the weights. That's exactly what you're doing. Some people don't even care to look at the magazine. That's a whole different customer. But if you're that customer that wants it, you have to talk talk it out. Talk it out. Talk it out to your Creator. And then once you get that, you bring the Torah into potential, into your heart, And then it becomes part of you, instead of just in your head. A lot of knowledge. You know, it's like, you know, I I, I almost laughed, I think two years ago, I was listening to a class uh, by um, Debbie Downer, AKA, there was a Debbie Downer, AKA rabbi in in teaching, about Simcha. What in the world are you talking about You don't even know what Simcha looks like in the past 10 years. But, (laughs) what do you mean you're talking about Simcha? You don't even know what Simcha is. It's expressed in you. It's very, very important that it becomes. It becomes part of us, and this is why you have to, We have to get results. We have to get results. You have to get take a little bit more of a sense of action. And I tell people, well, I'm tired. I don't have sleep. Sleep when you're finished. Sleep when you're successful. You don't sleep until you get there. Sleep is a luxury. It's not for everybody. It's only when you are successful. Take 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It's, ha- it's going to happen. Has to happen in the morning. You have to take that morning because if you're doing this without the potential, it's like reading a fitness magazine and not working out. And just keep on ordering more volumes and more volumes and, and what, what, are you, what are you doing with that? So that's a very important to have a sense of urgency. So number one, very, very important, the laws of, of gratitude in general and why we're stuck in our problems. The reason why we're stuck in our problems. Number one, I just want to explain to you what Rav Nussin says. Rav Nussin says if everybody... Heard, listened to the words of the true came, and walked in their path and advice, always believing that everything God does is for the best, and work, and constantly thanked them for everything good, whether it's good or bad. The exile could be completely, totally nullified, and the full redemption would come. That means if we were, if we were all grateful, and we believed everything was for the best, Mashiach would have come already. Your situation, you would have been already been had, had wisdom from your experience. The reason why we're not there yet is because we really don't believe it's for the best. Because when you believe something's for the best, you're all in. When you don't believe everything's for the best, I could tell tell Alexa, I need you to do 20 minutes of gratitude for me every day. Do you understand? Doesn't mean I'm doing it. Alexa's doing it. Same thing, when we don't believe it's for the best, when we're just using this as a ploy. I don't want you to use any of this as a ploy just to say, say thank you and then you're going to get married. (laughs) It's very important, and he's going to talk about that. So number one, the main goal, like we said before, is Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Every single time we say Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Abraham represents a trait of mercy, of kindness. Yitzhak represents the concept of, of, of strictness. And Yaakov is wisdom. We know that Avraham gave birth to Yitzhak. We always have to understand that in the constriction, in the problem, there's always chesed, there's Avraham. And the solution to to see that it's all chesed, that it's all good, is Yaakov, wisdom. Wisdom is the ultimate solution to get you to see Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, every single time you say the Amida. Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. It's all one. It's all one. Why don't we just say Abraham? Why don't we say Yitzhak? Why don't we say... And then we say Magin Avraham. All one. It's all one. It's all one. Very, very important. That's the ultimate goal. The ultimate taklis is to see that... To get into the consciousness. So, Hashem, number one. Hashem wants... We have to believe the number one rule. Hashem wants us to be healed, and He, and he does everything for the best. You have to believe that. That's the number one mantra you need to have, especially, in, especially with anything. Am I? Do I believe everything's for the best in the situation? If that is not there, you're pretty much off on everything else. Because if I don't believe everything's for the best, then I'm in survivor mode. If I'm in survivor mode, I can't get into creator mode. Either I'm in creator mode or survivor mode. But if I don't believe everything's for the best, right away, I'm just trying to survive the situation instead of grow from the situation. See the difference? God doesn't just want you to survive the event. He wants you to get wisdom and become a different person from the event. It's like a guy that says, I just want to become sober. What are you talking about, just becoming sober? He wants a spiritual awakening from you. He doesn't just want you to become sober. I think that's the goal, just to stop. No, what, what what got you into the situation? What are you running away from? What, what area of your life that you've lost yourself not enough to just become sober, you need a spiritual awakening. So number one, obviously Hashem wants he wants you to heal you and he does everything for the best. Number two, when you put him when you put him as a partner in your constriction, when you put him as a partner in suffering, partner in your problem, you, the Gemara says you get double. So usually in that situation, not only when you handle the situation properly and you thank Hashem repeatedly, not only will you not you, will you be equal, you usually get to a much more than you would have really gotten before. He gives a great example of a guy who got his Mercedes stolen. And it was a red Mercedes. And all of a sudden, the guy, some guy, he stole his Mercedes. And all of a sudden, the guy's like, listen, I didn't buy insurance. He, he was flipping out. And then he started thanking Hashem. So what happened? He started thanking Hashem from the bottom of his heart. And you know what happened? He found the Mercedes, ended up painting it black, and he souped it up. So he got a, he got back his car, repainted with... All new interior, because the guy, he he stole the car. So he wanted to uh, change the interior so people wouldn't recognize the car. So he ended up getting the car much nicer with all souped up with everything. Just this is a a small example that putting Hashem as a partner in constriction, you always end up getting double. This this happened to me a thousand times. You know, we lost a huge contract last year that forced us to go into, um, to get like Medicaid and all that. And from that, things are ten times better. It's always the constriction is an opportunity for expansion. A constriction in your life is not, an, is, is not there to victimize you and make you as a victim and make you lose all your energy. A constriction is there for you to put your partner into your constriction, put your creator. How do you put your creator into a constriction? By thanking him and, and say, Hashem, this is also your problem. So if it's we're both in it, what happens? The Gemara says, when a person puts Hashem as a partner in the description, he will get double. You will get double. You double up. How about this? You have a relationship that went sour and you tried everything. Thank you, Hashem, that this relationship didn't work out. The next person you meet will be double as nice, double better for you than, than the first one. If you handle it with, a, with a, again, the whole process is here, is you, if you handle it correctly. How you handle the setback. It determines the, the the amount of blessing you get when uh, when uh, when you get to come back. Pretty much, that's the laws of nature. How you handle the setback is how you come back up. If you don't handle the setback well, unfortunately, we end up in we still we're still in the setback. We need to come back double, double as strong as before. So number one, number two, we put a partner in constriction. Shem as a partner of constriction. You put you thank him for your suffering. You get double. Number three. He wants you to recognize Him by constantly thanking Him. The more you thank your Creator, the more you recognize your Creator, the more you see everything that's good in your life. The Apostlech says very clearly, Hashem is known by the sharim, by the gates. What gates? The gates of your heart, your perspective. One person sees God in everything in his life, another person sees God only when there's a miracle. Another person sees daily miracles. Daily miracles. He sees in his life. Daily. Another person, ah, once in a while he sees a miracle. You don't want to be the ungrateful person that doesn't recognize him. So the more you recognize your creator, the more you, rec- you thank him, the less you recognize him. Period. Number four. He wants you to reward you for passing the test. You are created here for free will. You have to have the test. You have to have the concept of the vacated space, the Simpson. You have to have the concealment to, to reward you for passing the test, because otherwise you would be riddled with shame. So you have to have the contraction in order for you to get the test, to get rewarded for the expansion. Four, so you have to go through the test. As we said many times, the test should become the testimony. If you pass it well, it becomes a testimony. If not, opposite. And how do we do it? We thank Hashem for the test. Number five, He wants you to be free. He doesn't want you to be attached to anything So, like we said before. Everything in life, whatever your weaknesses, has to be brought up to consciousness so it becomes healed. If it's not brought up to consciousness, we can never heal. We can never heal what we're not aware of. So all these things that were bothering us, whether it's the question about the relationship where uh, my family members are abusing me, or um, uh, how come I can't attract my soulmate. Or um, or this or that. It's all Hashem's trying to just bring out the insecurities in you, the unworthiness in you, because you're not supposed to walk around with unworthiness. Hashem cannot handle unworthiness under a uh, non-negotiable. Any form of unworthiness you have is non-negotiable. That's why they told the guy. They told the guy he's in a war. He does, he, he was worried that he's not going to win the war. Go home, go home. Don't fight the war. Go home. Go home. How insensitive the Torah is telling you. Imagine telling a guy, a guy's worried about the war, and tell, go home, don't, don't fight. <laughs> that's a pretty, I would say, that's a pretty Moroccan way to say it, no? But the unworthiness, he's going to screw up the morale for everybody else. So better he goes home. Same thing. Ram Nassim says, Hashem strengthens the strong, and He quickens the quickens. To the ability that you build strength, your Creator will give you more strength. To the ability that you build speed, He will give you more speed. But to the opposite also. You get stronger when you put yourself in a position to get strong. And this is, again, this is not motivational speaking. This is the laws of, 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 of creation. These are the laws of, of what the Torah is telling us. That's why the most common sentence in the Torah is, Do not fear. Do not fear. And yet the whole world is living with all kinds of fear. Fear of not good enough, fear of attachment, fear of being alone, fear of this. This is completely, this, these fears have become something, something small and they took a life of its own through imagination. And they made you think less of yourself. And, and that's the unworthiness that has to come up all the time. Has to come up. It's always going to come up all the time. Number six, he despises complaining and blaming. Creator despised. Just listen to the listen to the. Just read, read the Exodus. Anytime you think about complaining, just read the Torah about the children in, in the exile. Just think. See where that got them. See how Hashem's wrath gets evoked. We're not reading the book of Exodus as a comic book. When we're reading, Hashem doesn't like complaining. Because ultimately, what is He doing? He's trying to free them up. But they want to become institutionalized. And they want to complain. They're not getting free melons and lemons, etc. This is the, the mindset. He does not want you to be a complainer. Or, and He doesn't need you to have any self-pity. And He doesn't want you to blame anybody. That is, that is not being a co-creator. That is being a victim. And you cannot be a victim if you have greatness inside of you. It doesn't match. So any form of victim mindset any form of blaming, any form of this, this is why it doesn't work. Has it ever worked for you? No. It's never worked for you because it's not supposed to happen. So we have to recognize when you're going through a situation, you're about to blame, it's recognized it's only the ego, the real you, is, it has to go to expand the consciousness. Number seven, gratitude breaks all obstacles. Period. Gratitude breaks all obstacles. When you're grateful, you feel You don't need anything else. Gratitude means, I feel abundant. When you say thank you, it's greater than prayer. Because prayer, you could still show a lack. Gratitude, I already have it in the bag. It's a higher level gratitude than prayer. Gratitude (laughs) breaks everything. That's why our sages say when a person prays with joy, when a person is grateful, they remove the gates from him. When he cries, they open up the gates. But when he gets the big picture, there's no gates, there's no gates. I mean practically, just practically saying, people come up to me, their energy is amazing, they're grateful, I introduce, it's easier for me to introduce them to people than, why am I not finding my soulmate? Why am I this? Why is there no soulmates? Wonderful, great. Why is there no soulmates? Why is this, you understand? Nobody wants, nobody wants that low energy. Very, very important. You have to be able to go with gratitude. That's why the work is, when you're single, you need to put a lot of work in this time. You have time now. When you're married, very difficult. When you're married and you're going through obstacles and you're going to kids, etc., it's much different. But when you're single, you should be meditating to completely, you should have a lot more time. Get out of your head. Spend more time meditating. Spend more time with gratitude. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. Number eight, the problem is always the solution. So ultimately the solution is is right in front of you. Number nine. Hashem gives you the same consciousness problems over and over. So you can pass the test. And you can get healed. He makes it obvious. Number ten. When you face it and you're grateful for it, it becomes wisdom. Number eleven. What doesn't challenge you, doesn't change you. And number twelve. Another thing I observed is the ruach, the lack of patience that we have in the process. The kotze ruach It's not a new thing, kotzeruach, by the way. Kotzeruach, we don't want to go through the process. We, we, we don't want to be bothered with the process. We don't want to be bothered with what we, what we become. Remember in life, it's not what you get, it's what you become. We're not interested in that. We just want to get. That's not how it works in heaven, by the way. So you have to start developing a lot of patience and a lot of patience. Because it's the process that gets you everything. I told you guys before, the first six months of me doing his bodhidut, things did not get better. It got worse. And I hung on. And what, 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 who held my hand? Rab Nachman's message is telling me his bodhidut is greater than everything. So I took my little, my little brain who, who, that I thought I knew something, and I recognized what in the world do I know? I know absolutely nothing. If Rav if is telling me to do, do his bodhudut, and it's higher than everything, and I'm reading everything about his books, and I'm not doing what he's saying, then I'm going to be constipated. Then why am I not doing it? But don't, don't forget, it took me ten years to do his bodhudut. Ten years! you imagine what a crazy thing that is? Ten years! And after the ten years of not doing it, the first six months... I didn't get an answer. So you could just, I'm just trying to explain to you, if you're going to see, if you're not ready to knock walls down in your life, you're going to get those walls are going to entrap you. But six months, but obviously the, the resistance was because Hashem obviously knew there was a master plan that it was going to go. But 10, I'm reading Rabanakim for 10 years. Only when my divorce came and things got completely out of hand. That I said, I have no, I'm done, that's it, I'm done, I have no control, I'm brittle, I'm going to nothingness. So the problem was the solution. Because if it wasn't for that amount of heat that, that came to me, I, I would have. probably, who knows, who knows, who knows? We think we know everything, what do we need to pray? We know, we, we know everything, right? We're successful, we, what do we need to depend on God? That goes to show you how much we know nothing. And this is what Ramnathan says. We really don't have to say a word all day long except for thank you. Ramnathan says, you really don't have it. because remember, prayer sometimes becomes a form of, I'm lacking. Thank you, is a, I see the big picture. I'm abundant. Ramnathan and Breslav says, truly, people understood this, they would, they would, everything would be one. Because ultimately, what are we trying to get? In order to bring shefa into the world, you have to, the, the word that we spoke about, this concept called amen right? The name of Yurke Vavke, and the name of Adanut. right? It becomes 91, which is Amen, which is Shefa. So the combination of, you're seeing Adon means a ruler, Yurke Vavke, represents, it's funny, all the Rabbis, they ask now for, you know, they go, twenty, give me 26,000, you know, they're into the, the Yurke Vavke names now. Give me 52, 50, you know, they're into the combination, two times God's names, it's, Everybody's in the... They, they, they calculate what they want now. But, the name of 26, the name of 65, 65 is Adon, ruler. Yurke Vavke represents mercy and love. It's all one. That brings Shefa. That brings a solution to your life. When you see it all as one. What do you think you're doing when you're saying Shema every night? What does Shema mean? Shema means everything is one. The name of Yurke Vavke and Elokeinu is Echad. One. Oneness Brings blessing. Duality brings problems. That's why we're not getting the solution. Because we don't believe everything's for the best. So we're not making the union above. Because we're confused below, we don't make the union above. But when we make the union below, the union above comes and Shefa comes and the solution comes to that situation. And this is where we have to understand. We are more prone when we are prone to be in a victim mindset, that's the time we need to call a timeout. Call a timeout. Get your get your head out of out of the problem. Wake up early in the morning and start thinking you're creative for the problem. Not at that moment, because at that moment you do not have you do not have the head for it. That moment you just need to go into bittul. You need to go into surrender. You, you don't have the head. You don't have the head. You're in kotze ruach, You're you're wired. Your your cortisol is running the show. Stop. Call a timeout. Why do teams call a timeout? Because they see chaos. They're getting blown out. Call a timeout. You have to call a timeout. Take a break. Go revisit the problem with an expanded consciousness and then start thinking all day long. And thank God you really mean it. I don't understand you, Hashem, but I believe in you. Anything else, guys, you have to understand you're not getting it because if you don't believe things are for the best, you're not going to get a Yeshua. That's the problem. You're not going to get the salvation. You're not going to get it, because if I still don't if I'm saying thank you, just because Gedalia said to say thank you, or because Rabbi Arush said to say thank you, it's not going to get the concept of, of Emunah. Emuna is ultimately what brings the Yeshua, the solution. Emuna is believing everything's for the best. So I can't whine and invoke a miracle, because the miracle only comes when I believe everything's for the best. Does that make sense? I don't believe it's for the best, I don't say thank you. If I believe it's for the best, I say thank you. And then I constantly repeat thank you, thank you, thank you. And then what happens is when you start getting out of survivor mode and your, your brain starts working, then God gives you the insights. God gives you that on why you're going through that situation. And this is where he says, and he gives a beautiful story, and lessons, he tells a story here. An unmarried man came to me over the years. He had done every single ploy in order to get married. Meanwhile, all his brothers got married, and every wedding family turns to him, you'll be next. First, then he learned about the book called Gratitude, and then, and then he started saying, thank you, thank you, Hashem. And then he says, I still say thank you, I'm married. In light of everything we learned until now, it's feasible that a person expresses gratitude, yet fails to see the salvation. How could that be? I told them, you're expressing gratitude as simply as another ploy, not because you mean it. It's very, very important. You have to really mean the gratitude. You can't just be, say thank you, say thank you. That is, that's the concept of, their lips are moving, but their heart is very far away from me. Same thing, when I'm saying thank you, thank you, thank you, and I don't believe in it, I don't mean it, my heart is very far away. You have to make sure that gratitude is something you feel. You feel it's an energy, like you'll feel completely different when you're really grateful for something. You feel completely different. It's not something. It's not a mouth thing. It's a it's a heart thing. Even if you said a thousand thank you, but you don't believe everything is best, you're not going to see the salvation. Now this person. Now what he says: gratitude isn't mu- mu- worth much if it's not sincere. When a person says thank you, it's compatible to the way he thinks. He's just studying as a ploy. The only time it works. When you're using it as thank you Hashem, you got me closer to Hashem. Many times that people ask me, they tell me a situation they're going through. And besides the details that I ask them, I ask them, did the situation bring you closer to God? Yes. What's the problem? <laughs> What's the problem? That's it. What's the problem? There's no problem. If it brought you closer to God, that was the intention. That person was just the stick to get you there. What's the problem? You see, we're, we're so we're so drowned into the The process into the details that we don't see the big picture. Oh my God, that brought you closer to God. That you have to have it. How would you get to my classes? How would you start learning? Did you change because of that? Yes. What is the problem? Say thank you to Hashem. Now you can say thank you that that situation brought you closer to God. And now you forget about that situation now. That is enough to say thank you for. So sometimes we fail to see the big picture. We fail to see the big picture. We could be with our spouses. Usually, our spouses usually know how to tweak our ego. They know they know exactly where the ego, where we're vulnerable in our lives, and they know and they 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 hit that spot in order to strengthen us. And ultimately, they really get us closer to God because we recognize that we have no shot unless we ask Hashem to help us change. So ultimately, that that spouse of yours is really just getting you closer to Hashem. And that's a message that you need to understand. You're not, we're not seeing the big picture. We're very, very, we're very into the fix it. I just need you to fix it, please. So, okay, so he fixes this. Now you're going to get another challenge. Sometimes it's good to stay in your challenge so you don't get another one. Something always comes up. When one's over, something comes. COVID's over, here's the war. It's like there's never end. So sometimes it's good to stay in your challenge a little bit. Think of the big picture. What, did, it or not, did it get you closer to God or not? If the answer is yes, then that itself, you should forget about the details and just say thank you for that. And that's enough just to say thank you for that. And then when, you, when you're in that mindset of gratitude and abundance, the rest is history. Like he said, you don't even have to pray. All you have to do is think because you feel so abundant. Like I said many times, if you're in a state of abundance, things come to you. You don't even have to go run after them. That's the premise behind this concept. And this is an, a, it was an overall message that I saw in the, in, the, in, the, in the questions. A lot of pity. A lot of pity. A lot of fallen fears. A lot of uh, learning classes, but not asking your creator to internalize the message. Very big difference. So next time you see a magazine, sports magazine, recognize that's not enough. We need to hit the weights. You have to hit the weights. And that's exactly what we're missing today. We're missing the internalization of that. And once you start getting a taste of, 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 of His Bodhidut and talking to God and meditation, you, you will be addicted to it. I am addicted to it. This is why I'm very careful I don't stay up very late at night because I'm like, I can't miss my session in the morning. You know, I can't miss my session in the morning. I'm very careful of my time just because I cannot miss my session in the morning. It becomes an addiction because you get to a a, a place of, of 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 oneness, and it's the feeling is like you're a, like a drug addict taking heroin. That's pretty much the same feeling I get sometimes. Like pretend like I'm, I'm a doctor, but this is a spiritual heroin, not a not God forbid a to- toxicity. So the reason why I'm so disciplined with this is because that's that's the areas that you can get to. Very very similar to what Joe Dispenza is saying in, in his books that he gets to a place of nothingness of oneness, where He doesn't need anything. It's called the Vekas, The Vekas is the munah. The Vekas is the munah. May Hashem help us all. So practical lessons, He's telling you here. Every morning, start with a gratitude. Just thanking God. Forget about the problems, forget about things. Thank you Hashem. Thank you for the problem. Thank you for everything that's happening. Gratitude, because at the end of the day, ultimately that challenge is bringing you closer. And He's trying to heal you, but He wants you to pay attention to what you're going through. And that's why we're getting the same repetitive things over and over again. And it breaks my heart when people are, you know, they're, they're listening to class, but they're not getting the results. Then, I mean, how much, how much more intensity do you want me to say? You have to be able, it's because you're not, you're not, you're not talking about it. You're not talking about it. You're not talking about it to your Creator. It's not becoming part of you. Once it becomes part of you, it becomes wisdom. But until then, you're still in potential. And potential is not enough. Listen, I can get a thousand, I can get 25,000 pallets into customs, but I have to clear customs it 's not enough to, to get the package to America it 's got to clear customs. You have to clear customs by br- praying to internalize and to be able to live these words, and then that 's when they start affecting you completely. Have a great day.